Would you do this for me? Would you make this sound for me? I'm making this sound for you. Would you make this sound for me? WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Come on, we do it for you. Tonight I heard the wild goose cry Winging north in the lonely sky Tried to sleep, but it ain't no use Cause I am the brother to the old wild goose Knows, and I must go where the wild goose goes Wild goose, brother goose, which is best A wandering foot or a heart at rest The cabin is warm Good afternoon, you've got living writers I'm T. Hetzel and today I'm so pleased and honored and super excited to have in the studio with me um, the crew from the Bird Center um, of Washtenaw County to give it the full name, right? And today um, we've got in the studio um, Carol Akerloff, um, the executive director, Gabby Costello, the center manager, and our own Stephanie Douglas Carpenter, board member, volunteer, blog post writer for the Bird Center. Right, Steph? Did yes. I cover all the roles there? Okay. Um, thank you guys so much for coming in today to, to talk. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's great to be here. And, and did you see birds on the way here? You oh. guys, they're all around, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard some. I think I heard some robins and starlings. Mm -hmm. so. It must be lovely to actually be able to identify the particular songs, too, like to not see them, but to know which. Yeah, it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, well, let's see. I'm going to just, just to kick us off, I'm going to read your mission statement from your website, birdcenterwashtenaw.org, everyone. Um, so here's the mission statement. It's a one, it's pithy, it's one sentence. The Bird Center of Washtenaw County is committed to aiding birds, wildlife, and the environment through public education and rehabilitation. Um, so today we're sort of, we're here um, so sort of let everyone out there, let you all know about what's going on with the birds and ways to rescue them. Um, so let's talk a little bit about like how it all started. Carol, would you, would you mind telling us sort of how did this start? Well, it started um, many, many years ago. Um, we, we copied a group in California, Wildlife Rescue in Palo Alto. I'd been rehabbing birds for on and off for, for a time. But it, how did it start for you, Carol, like on a personal level? Well, it started on a personal level when I was very young. Um, we lived out in the country and uh, it was a country road, but there was a lot of traffic and there were goldfinches and they would be hit by cars. And um, we didn't know they were goldfinches. We just thought they were pretty. We call them wild canaries. And we would go pick them up. And my mother had... The matchboxes, the old-fashioned ones where the matches are very long and the box would just fit a, a little wild canary. And she would give us little pieces of cloth, and we'd put them in, 
And then we had a tricycle and a wagon and something else and a long driveway. And Erie, Pennsylvania is big on funeral processions. You know, the cars all have flags on them and there are many, many churches. And so we had seen this. <laughs> and so we'd make our own funeral processions. A bird funeral. Yeah, up and down the driveway with our tricycles and the wagon. And, and, and then bury them. And uh, in their matchbook it, yeah, coffins. Right. But, but it was, you know, a chance for me to look at something that was absolutely beautiful. Because they'd usually just get hit by the car and they weren't damaged. They, you know, were head injured or something like that and died. We, we never got anything that was looked terrible. They were just, just these wonderful little, little perfect creatures and so beautiful. Yeah. So you could see them so mm-hmm. intimately right. up close, yeah. the tiny feathers, yeah. how the beak mm-hmm. would fit together right and i was quite young because we left that house when i was in second grade so this was a really early um impression on me yeah and 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 in ann arbor there was another moment wasn't there like a baseball field Mm -hmm. yeah i I don't live far from winchell park over by saint francis school and i was walking my dog there in the park one day and i saw something hanging from the fence so i had to run the dog back to our apartment and run back and there was a bird hanging um, from string. A string left out in the wild is really dangerous for a bird. And it was had one leg entangled. And I managed to get it off the the sort of backdroppy fence kind of thing for the field, but I couldn't get the string off the leg. So I took it back to our apartment out on the balcony where there was good sunshine. And I took cuticle scissors and I clipped away. It was really on there hard. And when I clicked the last bit of string off with the cuticle scissors, the bird bit me. <laughs> and thank I, you very much. Yes, I think the, I think the feeling came back in that foot or or the or the digit or whatever. And so I dropped it, but it it just went into the ground cover and then went over into my neighbor's little outside um, area. And so the first release. Yes, right. <laughs> I told her to put some water and some food out, and, and I didn't go chasing after because there was a lot of pachysandra, and it was hiding in there. You'd never find it. So oh. I hope it made it. Yeah. And so these, this, was your, this is your training. This mm-hmm. was some of your formative training mm-hmm. for how the Bird Center came to be. Right. And then you were saying mm-hmm. you moved to Palo Alto, mm-hmm. and you were involved with their sure. wildlife yeah. rescue. Yeah, I came, came home. For, I was working part-time when I was there. And I came home one day, and the children said, well, there was a seagull out in the road and it almost got hit by a UPS truck. So then we had to find someone to take this, I, seagull as my children called it, and, um, and, and I discovered Wildlife Rescue in Palo Alto. And they had classes for volunteers. So I immediately signed up for the classes and took the classes and we were going back to Michigan. And I talked to them and said, you know, we don't have anything like this in Michigan and you you know, have classes and you have materials you handle out. Could we use some of your materials in, in Ann Arbor? And they said, take it all, use it. You know, don't don't worry about copyright. You know, they were right. so happy to help. And and I called them a lot in the first years when I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, they, they were just wonderful people. Yeah. There was a, 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 an especially nice woman named Juanita Heinemann who specialized in hummingbirds. And oh, wow. and I wow. I got to meet her. She lived in Belmont, California. Um, I went to volunteer. I would go 
at, at in volunteer at wildlife rescue and uh, they said well we've we've got this tiny hatchling and the only person who could you know get it save it is Juanita but you know nobody can take it to Belmont and I said well I'll, you tell me how to get there I'll take it and so I got to meet this amazing woman and she was on the way to a luncheon and she had a, a wicker basket with two flaps that opened up and and um, she simply took this little bird I brought her and fed it a little bit and nestled it in the wicker basket. Was full of baby little birds in little little um, you know like Cool Whip containers and um, uh, cream cheese containers with Kleenex. And off she went to her ladies' luncheon with with her whisk, wicker basket. So that's where I got Filled the idea. Filled with birds, not mm-hmm. not just hummingbirds, but all, all other all, little all baby birds of, that were on the baby mend. Birds. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you yeah. guys have had a hummingbird just recently. Yeah, we did. At, yeah. at the center. Yeah. Gabby, what was that like? Yeah, Have it you... was very cool. I mean, they're such a beautiful birds when you see them up close. And uh, we had a male, so the front is all red. It was a ruby-throated hummingbird. And, uh, I mean, yeah, when they when they come in, they're generally in critical condition, um, and they're hard to care for, but they are so cool to see up close. Because they're so shy, right? So they yeah. wouldn't really let people get, well, they get around yeah. them if they could at all help it, probably. Yeah, they get so nervous, and they're so tiny, so working with their <laughs> tiny little bones and everything is so so difficult. Well, yeah, but it's it's very, very interesting. So. Uh, well, maybe where maybe before we get to it, because I'd love to go back to the hummingbird, mm-hmm. but where is the center? Um, Stephanie, where are you located? Where... W- and can people come to it? So, or um, is, or is it? Maybe I should have asked this yeah, earlier. So that's a good. <laughs> Where question. are you located? <laughs> so we are close. To, we're in downtown Ann Arbor, um, and people can bring birds to us. We ask that they call us mm. first, and our phone number is on the website. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it's Carol knows it. Seven three four seven six one nine six four zero and we're open 7 a.m to 9 p.m so if someone has a like sees a bird that they're worried about they can call and maybe you guys can even talk them through some things mm-hmm. they may be yes. okay mm-hmm. like with the killdeer bird i think they maybe behave somewhat peculiarly don't they but they're oh they're just doing their thing yeah. they're not injured yeah right? yeah right. <laughs> yeah but stephanie's about about the place itself it's a is it you've got a building right because you used to do this i think carol correct me if i'm wrong with the origin story but when you started things people would take the birds to their homes right yeah but but now as the years have gone by you've got some grant money and you've got a building and you've got an incubator uh-huh two <laughs> yes. yeah so i could talk a little bit but carol definitely um has more knowledge about it so we do have a building that's um a polling station that the city actually owns and they uh i think they rent it out to us or they loan it to us for free for mm-hmm. free uh and so we move in every year in early may and we're there during the summers we have to um we move to an animal hospital during elections because it's still the building is still used as a polling um location and so people go and vote there and then we um we move back in afterwards and we are open i guess generally till like october um when it starts getting cold and birds start flying south oh that's wonderful so the doors are open and you're open like very early in the morning mm-hmm to quite late at night mm-hmm. uh, anytime there's daylight is that right mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you guys yeah, are yeah. open yeah. <laughs> because is that when the feedings have to start mm-hmm. with the yeah. little ones mm-hmm. right at seven in the morning <laughs> and it's seven every, days a week <laughs> right yeah, no, no holidays no yeah. holidays and and it's and it's is it every 30 minutes i think i was reading on your site and i just thought what dedication 
because yeah. once you get to the end of the table, I imagine you're just going you, back yeah, to the... Just going back around and feeding them again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the fledglings get fed every 45 minutes, but the babies are fed every 30. So you actually have two separate timers going at the same time. <laughs> and <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you can try to sync them up a little bit, but I mean, it doesn't usually work out. So. And how many birds do you have right now? Um, um, both well, fledglings and... Our, our limit is 100, and that's what we like to keep it at, but we've gone a bit over, so we're somewhere around 120. Yeah. And are these for the, the little ones? And then you pl- plus you have older birds as well that are yeah. sort of in different stages of healing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have adults. We're, we're, they're not quite adults. They're still being fed, um, but they're, they're starting to self-feed, and, I mean, the goal is to release them, so hopefully in a couple of weeks or even sooner we'll get them out. Is there, yeah. is there anyone who's, like a, who, who's a bird center resident, like, for forever, or mm. for, for at least the season, we'll, we'll say? Do, yeah, there's, there's Blue the Blue Jay, that is. He's our educational bird, yeah. So Carol knows a little bit more about that than I do, but yeah, he's very cool. He's very cool. Apparently, he came into the bird center, um, and some people had had him for a couple of weeks, so he is getting a little bit more used to humans. So he wasn't able to be released, and um, he's now an educational bird. But we can't do that with all of our birds, so yeah. But, but maybe he can be there as sort of the one where all the little guys are like, oh, you know, it's okay. There's a, a big one of us here, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not just yeah. these giants yeah. <laughs> without feathers. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh, and Carol, did you name um, this this Jay, or or did you? I I don't think so. I think I think we we don't name birds because oh. then you get attached to them, but because it was around and it was going to be used, we had to call it something. So somebody came up with just blue. Yeah. Just blue. Okay. And it, and it was Go also. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's also unisex. We didn't know blue's sex because you basically only another bird seems to know. So externally looking at them. And then mm-hmm. this year we had quite a surprise. Blue laid three eggs. Yeah, Not fertile because there's not a male around. But mm-hmm. um, Oh, well, let's so. get we'll get back to blue. We're going to take a short break and then we'll come back today on the program. Um, the wonderful folks from the Bird Center of Washtenaw County are here. Carol Akerloff, Gabby Costello, Stephanie Douglas Carpenter. I'm T. Hetzel. We've got text behind the glass engineering. We'll be right back. The birds fly a lot better than we do. See how they wheel and bank and fly. Perfect. All in one. Wings, body, tail. All in one. Someday, I'm going to build a plane that will be just like a bird.
Welcome back. You've got Living Writers. I'm T. Hetzel. Today, the Bird Center of Washtenaw County is here in the studio. It's you guys, right? <laughs> We're talking about the mission of the Bird Center. Um, Carol Ackerloff is here. Gabby Costello. Stephanie Douglas Carpenter. Um, Bird Center. I wanted to make sure... Do you guys call it now? This is really like, okay, this is not the most pressing question to you, but um, <laughs> is it, do you call it Bird Center or do you call it The Bird Center? I don't know. Is there a The? <laughs> I know. And then I promise I won't ask any more like, uh, dumb word I usually question. just refer to it as The Bird Center. So that is okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Great. I knew someone who used to be so bothered with the organization that are like, it's the name. It's not the. Just say the name. So I <laughs> should have probably clarified that earlier. But, you know, so we've been talking about the Bird Center itself. And we've got an idea of your, your patrons and some of your, your mm -hmm. population. Um, how can people get involved? Should we talk a little bit about that? I mean, they could just contact us uh, directly if they want to call. Uh, there's always the website. Um, and yes, birdcenterwashtenaw.org. Yep. And um, and then they can get a hold of our volunteer uh, coordinator, Diane Heimboytel. She's great. And uh, she'll set you up. And I mean, if it's something you're not sure about, you can just try a three-hour shift. They're all three-hour shifts and see how it goes. And if it... What's a shift like? Like, what would you do as a volunteer? Like, when you're starting out? Or do you just sort of um, get to do a bit of everything? Well, it's, it's kind of what you're interested in doing. If you want to work in the center and with birds, um, you can, we, we always need feeding done so you can get trained to feed some of the babies and definitely the fledglings. Um, changing baskets needs to happen, I mean, all the time. Um, Why is then, that? Oh, they're just, they're just messy birds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. duh. Yeah. No, the birds are in diapers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Another then, interesting question. Yeah. I'm sure we'll come up with a few more, I hope. Um, and then if you're interested in maybe like shopping, we actually make them fruit plates so they get some of the berries and, and fruit in their diet. Um, so you can do some shopping. We also go through, um, you know, some of our just supplies that need to be picked up at, at, uh, at stores and whatnot. And we have people that shop for us. So, well, I, I noticed on the website, you're sort of dispelling some myths too, where you mm -hmm. can actually, you can touch a bird and, uh, the, the other birds will bring it back into the fold, right? So yeah. you could be holding these birds probably, I don't know if you hold them when you feed them, probably depending. We on. try not to, because okay. they, they can be imprinted upon, um, or or they'll imprint on us anyway. But, um, but so we don't want that. We want them to be very wild or as wild as possible. Um, but uh, but we, um, we do... Uh, people can pick them up if you're, you know, if you're going to look at a bird to see if it's injured and you call us and you're not sure, um, the mother will still feed it. They don't have a great sense of smell. So, yeah, that's a myth. You're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. that, that's one of them. Yeah. And then, and will you talk about the imprinting? Because I, I do love how you stress keeping the birds wild. Like that's, mm -hmm. it's, this is definitely... I think yeah. you had a couple of domestic quail maybe last week, mm -hmm. was it, Steph, when mm -hmm. you had the... Yeah, not and, too long ago, yeah. But, but then you, you found a home for them because mm -hmm. they were already domesticated. Right, right, just yeah. just lost, yes. presumably. Yeah, um, yeah, those, those in that case, we do get a few domestic animals. And then some pigeons that aren't federally, federally protected, they can go and, and, you know, be someone's pet. Or we find racing pigeons, um, or other people find racing prison, pigeons and bring them to us. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we definitely try to n not interact with them in any sort of, we don't treat them as pets or anything like that. But um. the, the imprinting process happens when the bird is in the nest, and it's when they decide what they are. 
And so if we have baby birds in a nest, if we only have one, we put a mirror in with it. We, we're always out collecting uh, small mirrors from dollar stores and things oh. like that to tuck into the, the Cool Whip container with the baby so it sees itself. And it so it has a sibling there, even though it doesn't. And, and it's looking at itself, and it's a bird, and we hope that that helps a bit. Um, if we don't have a, an, a, another adult or another bird of the same species, because if they're in the the, um, the cool whip containers mm-hmm. or so, so um, then they can't really see out very much. Right. So if it is alone, that's why you yeah. Have to... We use uh, small paint buckets, um, blue ones and white ones, and then um, we put paper tiling in the bottom, and then a cool whip container, usually with Kleenex in it, and make a little nest. And so it's not going to be seeing all the hubbub of the bird center. It is in its little okay. bucket. Uh, and often there's a, a piece of paper toweling over the top with notes on it. Um, um, all, all kinds of notes end up on, on top of these things. Uh, like, this guy is feisty. Yes, this little gal is an escape artist. Yeah. Or watch yeah. out yeah. for yeah. her. Yeah. An escape artist is a very important one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We, we, because we're 700 square feet, we're jammed with tables and equipment and storage is on the floor. And so if a bird hops off the table and onto the floor and starts scurrying, Everything stops until we find it, and it, it's terrible because there's so many nooks and crannies, you know, that that wouldn't be in a place if we were in a place that was really dedicated to being a bird center and had a storage room. You know? are, are you guys looking for a larger space, like a dedicated space that could be open year-round, perhaps? We, we, and... we would love to have that. We don't have the funds at this point to to go out and, and buy a place, and... Mary Street has some advantages because it's so centrally located um, and for almost everyone. It's off Packard Road, almost downtown, uh, very easy to find, even for people coming from out of town. And, well, because it's yeah. near the stadium, really, right. isn't it? Yeah. So you can say, well, we're near the stadium, and mm-hmm. that gets most people in your mm-hmm. <laughs> neighborhood. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're uh, the only other place that, that helps bird in, in this area is Howell Nature Center. And and we cooperate with Howell all the time. How so? How so, Carol? Well, they, What's that relationship like? They, oh, it's wonderful. Um, Max Bewar from Howell lives in Ann Arbor, so she'll bring a bird to us or pick one up and take it back to Howell. And they have uh, large uh, ability to keep large birds. We don't. We're 700 square feet. So songbirds are really what we can do best. And But they have space and outdoor um, facilities for larger birds. So um, they often will bring us a hummingbird or something like that. And, 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 and if we get... Uh, some uh, sandhill crane or something like that. We, we just have to hold it temporarily in a playpen with some screening around it, and they'll take it to Howell. So we, we just um, really value our relationship with Howell Nature Center. Mm-hmm. And that that reminds me, when so when the birds are, some of the injured birds that you see, um, are they, do you have small cages for them? So that, and with perches, and, because I don't imagine they'd be in the paint that wouldn't work for them right yeah well we 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 have paint buckets and then we have laundry baskets and um, some of our volunteers um, hot glue fiberglass screening on the inside so they don't damage their wings and then we have fiberglass screening over the top with closed pins so that that's the next step and you can put a perch in there if they want a perch or not put a perch in there so they have a bit room so it's a it's a paint bucket um, a laundry basket, and then it's a mesh-sided playpen. 
is the is the is last the next stage. size up? Yeah, or yeah. So. And then once they're in the mesh sided playpen, they're getting ready to go outside. We have fly cages. We have volunteers who have spent their own money and built fly cages in their backyards, and these are places the birds go to for at least a week. So they're outside. They get used to sun, rain, everything. And then um, when it, the bird's eating well and it's kind of calmed down in the flight cage one day when there's no rain coming for three days, the person will just quietly open the door and put the food and water outside the door and then go far away and pray. <laughs> oh, Yeah, and sometimes they hang around and come back and other times they take off. And, and and so fast, and you never see them again. Does it and, depend on the the, um, the type of bird, or is it personality? Get yeah, down to the individual. I I don't know. It could be um, I, it could be more type, but I, I really don't know. I never get to see that so much. I yeah, that would be very cool. But yeah, I, I think it depends. Yeah, none of us get to see it because we just give it you, to the you, flight cage people, and mm-hmm. they take over. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but and. That's a wonderful idea. So it's interesting to hear about these different stages and yeah. how it's very like MacGyver like. Like you're very much like we're going to roll up the sleeves and we're <laughs> doing it ourselves sort of thing. It's not I think I was picturing there might have been like I don't know, like bird cage like something from the Victorian age or something <laughs> hanging up in a room, but that's simply no, no not no, how no, it's no, done. No. Because this is better for the mm-hmm. birds yeah. too and, and keeping mm-hmm. them we do, we do get donations of bird cages, like Victorian bird cages, gorgeous things like that. And we take them, but we don't use them for the birds. We give them to um, one of our volunteers, and she goes to bird shows and, and, and sells them at bird shows. And, um, and, so this would be part of the funding then, too. Yes, and, and in the process, she talks to people and gives them a brochure, and we get volunteers that way, too. People say, well, we... That sounds like fun. So we have some volunteers who drive a long distance to volunteer. How many volunteers do you all have right now? I think it's about ninety. Yeah, we have a yeah, lot. We about have ninety. Very many. And is it like how many are how many people are there each day? Because it seems like the shifts they're three hour shifts, but you'd probably yep. need overlapping. Yeah, volunteers. So we have one to two volunteers per shift, and um, I'd say I don't know. There's probably. I mean, there's always like four interns or three interns and a supervisor, but the the volunteers help so much. And um, I mean, we at least have one to two every three hours. So, okay. and, you know, they don't come every day. So, yeah. And people could go to the website to find out about the internships. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the birdcenterwashtenaw.org, if you feel, are the internships full for now? Yes. Or are, they are. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. But there's always next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. people can check it out, be mm-hmm. a volunteer this year, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's get get your start. foot in the door. Right. Yeah. yeah. Our our internships are becoming very competitive. Mm-hmm. And I'm really happy to see that because we, we have a, a, a choice now. We, we you know, we we don't have to take everyone who 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 volunteers. So we're we're getting people who've had ornithology courses or wow. who've already done some work with birds. And and and, uh, and 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 we're and we're quite willing to take people who who have a great interest and have had no experience. You know, that's because you never yeah. who, know who a bird person is going to be, mm-hmm. right? It can right. In all sizes and shapes, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, our interns are incredibly dedicated. I, I was thinking about it. I only remember one instance of, of an intern um, not being able to do their shift because they were sick. And, and, and that person really was sick. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Bird people yeah. are good people. They yeah, they're really there. dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did you start, Gabby? I started as an intern. So I started uh, two summers ago as an intern, and then I uh, supervised the following year, and um, I'm just I'm still doing it. So because yeah. you you came from university, right? Gabby, yeah. Was yeah. that part of your Eastern. study? Yeah. Like, yep. were you studying? Um, I was wildlife? studying biology, and I am I have an interest in ecology. So definitely, it's a it's an interest to me, especially just kind of. Protecting their role in the environment is is really cool and important to me. I think so. I'm so thank you guys for doing this work. This is such, it's so yeah. such so needed, and I feel like the birds are so lovely, and we shouldn't take them for granted. <laughs> you know, I want everyone to go outside later. Don't turn off your radio, but go outside <laughs> and listen to the birds, and go to Bird Hills or go mm. anywhere. Really, I was waiting at the bus stop today, and there was a robin flew in and perched right above me. So I walked a few steps over because I thought, well, I don't want to be lucky. My grand used to say, if you get a bit of bird dropping on you, it's lucky. But I was like, <laughs> maybe not for today. <laughs> We'll take a short break. Today, the Bird Center of Washtenaw County is in the house. We have Carol Ackerloff, Gabby Costello, Stephanie Douglas Carpenter. I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be right back. Blackbirds singing in the dead of night. Take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life. We're only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbirds singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You are only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the line of a dark black We're back. <laughs> You've got living writers on WCBN FM today. I'm so happy to have Carol, Gabby, and Stephanie here um, from the Bird Center of Washtenaw County. Um, we've been talking birds if you're just joining us now, and we'll make sure that you get some good contact information. Like you can check out the website birdcenterwashtenaw.org um, to find out ways to volunteer. Um, donations always welcome. Um, it can be like a one time donation, it could be, it sounds like it could be little pocket sized mirrors because that would help the mm -hmm. birds um, know that they're birds, <laughs> see themselves. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> and et cetera. So check out the website. I really encourage you. And um, there's, you, you know, there's even helpful things like um, to help a bird. So you can actually read some stuff if you find a bird that you think may be in trouble. Um, so there's educational resources. Plus, I have to say, a great blog is going with weekly updates of what's happening in the center. Um, we get to hear about the fledglings. We get to hear about like the, the two incubators and how there's eggs and what's happening. Um, and success stories like the da day's cardinal that was brought in mm -hmm. and he was released recently, yes. right? Yeah. And we know he's a he because he looks like a he, yes. right? Yeah. right? That, that, so yeah. how interesting that you didn't know what Jay was though, a blue rather, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So some birds you can't tell, right? even the experts mm -hmm. like you guys. Yeah. 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 It's, it's good to have mystery in nature, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's <laughs> like keeps us on our toes. Um, Stephanie, would you mind, we've, we've got a, a poem here by Keith Taylor. Who, he, um, it's a new one from his new chat book. Yes. Would you mind doing the honors? Yes, I'd be glad to. So this poem is called Bird Rescue for Sherry Smith. Some reasonable people think the horned grebe floating down the Detroit River between the car-sized ice flows, diving deep into current to search for fish, then rising into a pool of oil or synthetic fuel, deserve to die, maladjusted, they say, to our new world. But the grebe gasped its way to shore ice, water seeping through spoiled feathers. A sentimental soul found it there, quivering in snow, tried to wipe away the oil, then brought it here. We warmed the bird, fed it mealy worms, and waited for some liveliness before bringing out our dawn, detergent of choice for bird rescue. I stared into its red eye and held the grebe, trembling and tense, under a gentle stream of water, warmer than anything it had felt in months. While the real bird rescuer worked the soap in, lifting the oil out, she succeeded when the feathers fluffed on their own. The grebe was light in my hands. Its hollow bones felt delicate, breakable, until a wing flapped against me, strong and longing for flight. A day later, we took our horned grebe down to the Huron and the one patch of open water below Barton Dam. It scuttled out of its cage, dove quickly, then surfaced a few yards further away, ruffled its feathers, and drifted down to join the indifferent ducks. Soon enough, we hope, it will run across water, lift over ice, head north, perhaps, where it might find its new and perfect life. Thanks, Steph. Yeah, thanks to Keith for writing that beautiful poem. Yeah, shout out to Keith Taylor, friend of the show. Um, and it's in his new chapbook, everyone. A Bird Rescue is the title. Uh, and he's, you know, Keith, you know, like like all of us here, I think he loves birds. And he loves the river getting out there in, in a canoe. Mm -hmm. um, this is such a beautiful poem. And it's it, I think it's even more special, isn't it, that we can picture sort of the release point where this yeah. this horn grebe went in. And, mm -hmm. and and you guys know Sherry. 
that oh, who the yeah. home yeah. is dedicated to. Yeah, oh, Sherry's in all the time. She brought us some uh, flickers a couple weeks ago, and they're awesome birds to, to get to see up close. Um, and, uh, yeah, she helps us, us out a lot. She takes our killdeer, and, yeah, she's great with killdeer. How so? What do yeah. you mean, Gabby? Because when um, you say that, well, I don't believe you. <laughs> I wonder what they're, you mean. Uh, they're just so, the babies are just so tiny and difficult to work with, and she just works her magic. We're not really sure, but she's just great with them, and she's she's good at getting them to fledge and release them. So whatever she's doing, yeah. So you guys also then do work. So you have the volunteers that mm-hmm. have built, like, the sort of the step, the release cages in their yard. Um, but then you're working with people, it seems like, in the community that are also like, oh, yeah. excellent and ex- like dealing with certain types of birds. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So we're really good with songbirds, but Sherry's really good with uh, killdeer, and she knows little facts about other birds that, you know, we don't know, and she'll share her knowledge. And, um, yeah, we have a lot of local birders that like to volunteer, or they'll just pop in and see what we have and maybe give us some advice or something we didn't think about. And, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good, um, we share a lot of good knowledge. So, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's a real community. Mm-hmm. It is, definitely. <clears throat> it's very supportive of each other, which I think is why a lot of volunteers are there, you know, year after year. Um, I meet people that have been volunteering there for years, and it's not only because they love the birds, but because it's just, yeah, it's a community, and people share knowledge and are interested in each other, and there's, yeah, just a lot of a lot of love at the Bird Center. <laughs> yeah. we, we specialize in songbirds, but when predators come in, then we call other people because we don't want to have a, an owl right next to a nest of baby birds. You know, it's predator and prey right next to each other. So the predators go to other people who, who deal with predators, and um, and they usually have great big flight cages because they have to. Would that be like the Leslie Science Center mm-hmm. folks? Well, they, well, they don't do rehab at, at, at Leslie. Oh, they don't? No, they don't do rehab. But they have birds on display there that can't be released. Um, and for so, some reason, like they for, won't be able to. Right. So oh, people can go there and see these birds and learn about them. And then there are rehabbers who, who specialize in, in um, birds of prey and have enormous flight cages because they have to they have to fly really fast and really well and much, much larger than our puny little songbird flight cages. <laughs> yeah. And would that be at Howell? Carol, would they uh, have how, the capabilities how, for that? I think Howell I has, so. yeah, has, mm-hmm. some, has some big cages. And then there's some individuals who have uh, large large cages on, on their own property and who have the proper permits and licenses. Yeah. Um, one thing that people, people probably don't realize is that if you're going to take in a bird for care, you, you need to have permits and licenses, and so you have to um, be on the DNR's list of, of uh, licensed wildlife rehabilitators. So if you're trying to find a wildlife rehabilitator and say you're up in the UP or something like that, you go on the web to the DNR website, and then there, then the, Go to this. Uh, sub- so that's the Department of Natural Resources, oh, right. right? Yeah, and then and then it has uh, one area that says Mission Michigan Licensed Rehabilitators, and you click on that, and then they're all listed by county, so you know who is legal in Michigan, and uh, and it will give their specialty. Um, also, I think mm-hmm. on yep, the site, it does. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you 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 can't just give it to anybody. Um, you know, and and if they're on the DNR listing, they they they're they're good. They know what they're doing. They've taken classes, and um, 
And they're are, certified are qualified. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, so what if people do find a bird, Carol? What would you, what should they do? Like if they see a bird that they think maybe has flown into a glass window? Mm-hmm. That's, so. that's, that's a really common one. Um, and um, what you do is uh, pick it up, put it in a box or something like that with holes in it. Keep it warm and quiet. Um, don't give it anything. And I usually tell people if after oh, 45 minutes or something like that, you can hear a lot of noise in that box. Mm. And it so- sounds like something's trying to get out. Then you can kind of go outside with it and open it up. And if he flies out fast, he, he, okay. yeah. But head injuries in birds are like head injuries in people. You can't just tell by looking at the bird. But if he, if, if after an hour he is still, you know, looking pretty down and not up to much, then we want to get it because we have medications we can give that do two, one of them is Medicam and they reduce inflammation on the brain and they also reduce pain. So the bird will be more comfortable and have a better chance of recovering from the head injury. And how do you administer the medication, Carol? Um, it's it's Medicam is oral. Um, so we have little syringes and we pry the beak open gently. And if the bird is pretty out of it, we take it a little bit easy because we don't want to drown him, you know, <laughs> if he can't swallow. So we just put a little in and see if see if they swallow and then gently get get more in. Um, we there 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 are things you can inject um, also, and if a bird is not capable of swallowing, then then we can inject dexamethasone um, and and go that route. Um, the 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 one thing we'd love people to do is go to their local bird store, and if you have a window that birds are hitting. They have clear shapes. Mine, in, on my dining room window, which was a big problem, um, is the shape of a maple leaf. And you put it on the outside of the window, and the, the, the advertising says birds can see it, but people can't. Well, you can see it. But what mine on my window does is the afternoon sun comes through, and it, it, it makes a shadow on my, my dining room wall of, of the maple leaf. It's really pretty. So these clear things are not obnoxious and uh, don't wreck the way your house looks or anything like that. And, uh, and, and it can save some oh, lives. Many so. lives. Yeah, I had birds sitting in that window, you know, quite frequently until... Where did you get yours, Carol? Up. Could you oh, tell? Mine is very old. And, and they say on them that they only have a finite lifetime. Mine is still working. Going, so going you're not going to be replacing it every year. Maybe maybe every eight or something like that, but not every year. Yeah. Did you say PetSmart where you could get them or, or uh, would they be well, bird actually I, a I, special bird shop like I, near I, bushes I, here on Main Street? Yeah, there's Wild Birds Unlimited uh, near bushes and they they carry them. Um I'm not sure we we used to have two bird shops in town and now we're down to one. Um that one, but any place Ooh, so that, an, a business opportunity for someone right. out there. Maybe bring it into downtown area. Yeah, right. maybe near Literati. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any any place that sells bird seed, uh, you know, that is a a real big place that sells bird seed might have these, mm-hmm. or you can find them online. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. I, what are they called? I think they're called bird savers or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Very straightforward. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. says yeah. what it is. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's. Stephanie, would you mind reading one more poem for us? I would be glad to. Uh, So this poem is by Craig Arnold, Bird Understander. I love that. Talk about titles. Of many reasons I love you, here is one. 
The way you write me from the gate at the airport, so I can tell you everything will be all right. So you can tell me there is a bird trapped in the terminal, all the people ignoring it, because they do not know what to do with it, except to leave it alone until it scares itself to death. It makes you terribly, terribly sad. You wish you could take the bird outside and set it free, or, failing that, call a bird understander to come help the bird. All you can do is notice the bird and feel for the bird and write to tell me how language feels impossibly useless, but you are wrong. You are a bird understander, better than I could ever be, who makes so many noises and call them song. These are your own words, your way of noticing and saying plainly, of not turning away from hurt. You have offered them to me. I am only giving them back. If only I could show you how very useless they are not. Thank you, Steph. That, that poem by Craig Arnold. Craig Arnold, yes. Bird Understander. Yes. I'm going to take a short break. You've got Living Writers today on the program. Bird Center of Washtenaw County is here. Carol Ackerloff, Gabby Costello, Stephanie Douglas Carpenter. We'll take a short break and be right back. Those were some bird songs, everybody. You've got living writers on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. And um, those were great. Now, should I get, put you guys on the spot? I can't because we weren't listening to them. <laughs> we were talking a little bit during the break, truth be told. But um, I hope there's going to be a day. My brother and sister-in-law are pretty um, amazing birders. Oh. And yeah, they can identify. I'll be walking my dog and I'll just do a little clip and send it off to Eric and Janice and then they'll they'll come my brother will text me back with he'll and he'll have sought out an answer even if he didn't know the bird oh. all to you know so it's 
yeah, anyway, so yeah. the shout out to them. I think they're, they're on a trip right now. I think you guys are listening in, as you drive in the car. So hello, be safe. And <laughs> go, go blue, go birds, right? Okay. Um, so today on the program, Bird Center of Washtenaw County is here. Carol Akerloff, Gabby Costello, Stephanie Douglas Carpenter. Um, and we've been talking about the mission of the Bird Center to aid and help birds and to educate the public. Um, that's us, everyone. Bird lovers out there, don't be ashamed. Just just embrace it, you know? <laughs> Take a look at these little creatures. Um, Stephanie, thanks for reading poems to us today. You um, selected them too. They're wonderful. <laughs> and thanks again to Keith Taylor yes. for that letting us read that that new poem on the air. Um, you've got one of my favorites here before you um would you mind reading i would love to so this is by mary oliver do you like this one too i do yes i've always been hoping to get to read this on the air so this is fulfilling a dream actually (laughs) go on (laughs) (laughs) all right it's called wild geese you do not have to be good you do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting you only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves tell me about despair yours and i will tell you mine meanwhile the world goes on meanwhile the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes over the prairies and the deep trees the mountains and the rivers meanwhile the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again whoever you are No matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. Thanks for reading that one. Had you guys heard that, Mary Oliver? I haven't. It's very pretty, though. It's wonderful. Um, I remember... A friend gave me a Mary Oliver book in college, and I remember that one. Thanks for reading that stuff. I can't actually read that one out loud. I get all get all choked up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So um, let's talk a little bit about maybe what people should know, what people could do, especially thinking about it's spring Mm -hmm. still. I know we're verging on summer, but that means there's lots of new life coming. Right. Gabby, yeah. tell us a little bit. So we get a lot of calls um, from people and they're concerned um, about this little, what might look like an adult, almost has some downy feathers and is hopping around on the ground and they're concerned that the wing is broken or something's wrong with its feet. Um, it's on the ground. Yeah. So yeah. This is a wrong That's sight. Just not, yeah, they're yeah. just maybe not used to seeing that. And um, we just go ahead and tell them that those are fledglings. It's a very normal part of the bird's life. So uh, they're just learning to fly. Um, they're kind of getting their, their bearings on flight. Their parent is uh, feeding them about every 45 minutes to an hour. And um, that they should just wait until they see that happen. And it's very quick. You have to stay at a good distance. But it's actually really cool to watch, um, just kind of see that happen. And if you do, everything's fine. If you don't, you should call us back. Because if you're waiting, so you sort yeah. of watch at a, kind mm-hmm. of a distance, and you might see the, the mama or the papa swoop in. Right. 
with right. a worm or so. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And um, then it's okay. Then it's okay. If not, they could be orphaned for whatever reason. Or um, sometimes if they get caught by your cat or a dog or someone else's cat or dog, I mean, the bacteria in the dog's mouth can actually be, or the cat's mouth can be really detrimental. So they have to come in anyway. But um, So if you see a bird that you think might just also be injured or you might have seen a, a cat yeah, or a dog in the yeah. neighborhood. Just give us a call and yeah, we're we're very willing to walk you through it. So Oh, that's wonderful. And yeah. it sounds like you can also um bring a bird in and then if you for example, if it was like a killdeer or so, mm-hmm. um and then you might think, well the bird is actually okay and then you guys just will go back with the person and take it to the park where they got it or yeah, or yeah. or just tell them, yeah, just go ahead and take it back time. and if if you don't see them, um you know, if you don't see the parent come down, then that's an issue. But most of the time, they'll take it back and give us a call and tell us everything went just fine. So so it's okay. So a couple of the, the myths to dispel is it's okay to touch a bird mm-hmm. if, you, if necessary, mm-hmm. but watch first right. and try yeah. to see. Um, on your website, it says don't feed the bird any liquids. Like if you do, if you've sort of watched and now you've got it in a, a, a shoebox with holes in it, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't try to give it any water. Yeah, it's just, it's not a, it's not a great idea if it's not something you're really experienced with doing, especially if they're very young. That's just not something they, they get. They don't get a whole bunch of water at once. Um, and uh, yeah, just to be safe. If, if they're young, they're getting enough moisture f- mm-hmm. from their food. For, for example, a worm it is high percentage of, of a worm's body is water. So, so mother bird can feed that to the baby, and they don't need any mm-hmm. additional sources sources of water. Yeah, we get a lot of people yeah. that try to feed them worms, though, um, and they're actually regurgitated uh, most of the time. Yeah. And so, so don't they give the bird yeah, like so a whole they, worm, right? Because they can't handle it; they, they won't know how to digest it. Yeah, yeah. So if you call the bird center, and um, you know it's you're far away and you've got to do something. We'll tell you what to do that mm-hmm. you can do safely until you can get the bird to us. And then you can yeah. put pack them up in the little box with holes in it, <laughs> right? And then drive to you guys, right? 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 right. Yeah. Right. And they'll be with you. Mm-hmm. How often does a bird stay? Like, what's the timeline for a little bird? If it staying with you, if it comes in as a little tiny thing. Um, Quite some time, probably not as long as in the wild, um, because you know we're we're making some adjustments. It's a little different of an environment for them, um, but uh, maybe three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not overnight. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it yeah. takes a while. Yeah, but we give people a, a a pin number and a case number when they come in. So if they wanna, if they're curious and they wanna know what's going on with their bird, they're welcome to call at any time and see how it's doing. Um, it's, yeah. It sounds like you guys are growing every year, too. Mm-hmm. But I did. I happened to mention to two colleagues yesterday that I was going to be talking with you all. And they said, each of them individually both <laughs> said, oh, I love that place. Uh-huh. And I had had an experience with yep. talking with you guys and one of them bringing a wild bird to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys, you're doing great work. Yeah, we meet a lot of great people, really interesting, mm-hmm. right. and they nice said people. You wrote a, like someone wrote a note when the bird was released, because it was a success story. The bird mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. able to be, be okay, and, and then somebody wrote a little note to say, this is what happened to the bird, and thank you, and oh. that meant such a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we tr- try to call people also yes. when their bird is released, and we have other people who are so 
linked to their bird that they come and visit it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and mm-hmm. sometimes, okay. sometimes, make... sometimes it's a little awkward because we're really busy, but <laughs> we can, we can, we can understand that yeah. that you know they view it as their bird and they really care, and mm-hmm. that's very nice to see. Mm-hmm. But then you, maybe you're like, well, we've got this little easy volunteer program, so you try and <laughs> yeah. kind of work them in on that <laughs> too, right? Because yeah. you're going to be standing there anyway. Right. Yeah. Might as well make more bird friends, right? So, right. right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys, there's love. I'm going to work in one more poem here by a part of a poem by Larry Levis because um, I was talking to Jennifer Metzger, my colleague, and Shelley Manis, and yesterday they, about the Bird Center and their love of it. And Jennifer Metzger sele- suggested this poem by Larry Levis. And then we'll get back to some more of the mission before okay. we say goodbye. Okay. Um, so, the first part of this poem by Larry Levis Slow Child with a Book of Birds, Part One. The snow that has no name is just the snow, falling so thick it seems to pause a moment in midair. When I had stared long enough at it, the word that held it showed me only a swirling without a name, a piece of untalkative sky intact, above a row of houses, and blankness filling the frames of every doorway, a white that made the dark around it visible. Yesterday, the slow child on the bus, talkative, amidst the fully evolved quiet of those around us muffled in their parkas, was showing me a snowy egret in the book he carried. No regrets, he said, pointing to its eyes, to a brassy, unassailable candor in them. No regrets, he said again, for the pleasure of it, and smiled absorbed in it, the pages dog-eared, stained by crumbs, milk, snow, wonder, and his sweating hand, no regrets in his thin blue windbreaker, disappearing into the swirling street, and no one I saw the rest of that whole freezing, overcast day remembered how to treat the days decently. Why was it that the child's eyes in a flesh that held the pallor of putty outshone all others then? And why, in the rush hour traffic, did he begin to laugh out loud at something no one saw, at the joke the falling snow was telling him? Dodo, look out where you're going, I thought, as a chorus of horns escorted him. King of all the lifted, unrented dark of the office buildings that rose around us there, still smiling as he crossed against the light, and then waving with a studied formality to each swearing, skidding driver, the dark street turning slowly white. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a little Larry Levis for us and a snowy (laughs) egret. (laughs) You guys, thanks so much for Mm -hmm. what you do at the Bird Center. But what it, what was, was is there like some like a day of triumph with one of the birds or what's the the strangest little bird that's been through recently? Oh, recently or ever or ever. Oh, that might be something. Yeah, Carol. Maybe for oh. another show, perhaps we can. Yeah. <laughs> you know, after a while, it, it, there there are so many, mm-hmm. and and each one has a story. But then they're gone, and the next one comes in, and they have a story, mm-hmm. and so it's very hard to 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 
you know, pick a favorite or mm-hmm. or a most wonderful story. But you're not doing it for that, are you? You're doing no. that to be part of this one, the larger story, the one mm-hmm. right. for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, and the people who bring the birds in are, are, are their own stories. Lots come in with children, and we 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 have to be careful because one, not once in a while, often we can't save a bird. And so we, we, our volunteers and our interns like Gabby are so good. If, if the bird comes, um, comes in and, and it can't be saved, we, we take it in the back. And then someone grabs a bucket of really healthy baby birds and takes it over mm. to the child and says, hey, would you like to see us feed a baby bird? And they, they may have just eaten, but it doesn't matter. They'll open up and eat, and right. the child gets to see this whole bucket of, you know, wiggly, squawky, making noises, <laughs> things, eagerly eating. And, 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 and meanwhile, we, we take care of the poor one in the back and then thank them, and off they go. And wow. the child has a nice memory. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for all that you do, all, all three of yeah. you mm-hmm. and the, the folks at the Bird Center of yeah, Washtenaw yeah. County. Mm-hmm. What's the phone number again, Gabby? It's 734-761-9640. And thanks so much, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Carol Akerloff, Gabby Costello, Stephanie Douglas Carpenter for talking with me today thank from you, the T. Bird Center. Thank you. Thanks to Tech for Engineering. Thanks to all of you out there listening. I'd like to dedicate this show to Tommy and Carolyn Hetzel in Florida. I'm T. Hetzel. Until next time. is it's the tool audiologists use to remove harmful wax buildup from your ears studies prove that bad music can increase wax buildup leading to tone deafness cultural deficiency hair loss pellagra and scurvy fortunately there's wax control formula wcbn not only does it prevent harmful buildup but it improves your sense of well-being increases your iq clears up your skin and makes you popular the choice is easy you can have this, and she's buying the stereo. or this. Tune to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Good radio for good audio hygiene. You are listening to WCBN, and it is time for La Explosion Banda.